This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. Rob Orbach joins me and Rob, look we're getting good feedback. This is only our fourth show. We're brought to you by Ben Stud Standard Breds and we're wrapped to have them on board for such a very important week too for all of the breeders. But um, uh, we're getting good feedback and a lot of people are loving the, the cold chisel song, the Saturday night kicking it off. The amount of people that have told me they don't just uh, rewind and listen to the best bets, they actually rewind the start over and over again, which I think is fantastic. How are you Rob? Oh. Oh, very well, uh, Danny. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Night uh, Preview Show. Uh, yeah, I think I like the jingle. Uh, that gets me up and going uh, before we start, Dan. So looking forward to another great weekend. As you mentioned, uh, the Nutrient Equine Standard Bread yearling sales are on this week uh, at uh, the Melbourne Inglis Oaklands Junction on Saturday the 1st, Sunday the 2nd, and, of course, Monday the 3rd of April. Uh, and the catalogue uh, looks to be a ripper, and Ben Stud who are our sponsors of this uh, particular show. They have 14 horses uh, for sale, uh, their own, and some of their clients as well. And we're looking forward to uh, talking about some of those yearlings a little bit later on in the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, elaborating a little bit about some of the quality horses they've got for sale over the weekend. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. There are no race meetings for Sunday and Monday as well, so they're race-free. So the full focus is on the Nutrient Equine sales. Um, the parade's on Saturday and the uh, the sales are on Sunday and Monday. And I've seen a lot of horses through a lot of the studs and, gee, there's some impeccably, not only bred, but looking horses. Uh, there's a couple of standouts I saw at Benstart as well, so looking forward to running through some of them a little bit later on in, in the show, Rob. We look at uh, Melton for uh, tomorrow night and we've got an eight-event card. The first event kicks off at 6.33. It's the Garrard's Trot. Um, interesting race. Love Gun is already a very short price favourite and has been a well identified as the favourite. Is he at the stage now where we can trust him? Um, Jess and Greg have done a wonderful job with him. No doubt, uh, Dan. At this point of time, uh, he's really starting to put some continuity together. He's had uh, three runs back from a little bit of a break uh, where he did make a mistake at Maryborough, and that was from a stand back in January. He resumed at Cranbourne on the 3rd of March and showed good gate speed to sit behind the leader, and he was runner-up behind Gaelic Lad sitting in the breeze. And then he was a winner at Bendigo last start, winning uh, impressively once again. He obviously continues to step up in the rating systems and he takes on some experienced trotters, but he's certainly a horse on the up. He's a five-year-old. He's had 36 starts for the eight wins and 10 placings. It looks to be a good race for him again. I think he'll press forward here and uh, he'll be very hard to beat. I've tipped him on top here, number four, Love Gun. Dangers, uh, look, too hard to cam. Uh, he comes into this race uh, really well. He's got uh, good manners normally from uh, from the mobile, and in particular when he's drawn the front row. He has shown some good gate speed in the past. I think he'll be leading early and most likely handing up, I would imagine. And uh, if that's the spot that Hordekam ends up, he's going to be a major threat from there. He's demonstrated a few times, even behind Plymouth Chubb earlier in his career, that he's got a really sharp sprint on him. Placings, uh, look, I've put in number 10, 
Tipsy Turvy, she's racing really well for uh, Marie and John Calder. I mean, her, her campaign this time in has been outstanding. Uh, she's got a second row draw. It's going to make it a bit tougher, so she's going to have to do some work uh, exposed out deep on the track, and in particular if she's got the favourite runners up front. It's going to make the job hard for her. She's going to need the race to be run a little bit upside down for her to be winning this race, but she's going well enough to be a chance. And other horses I respect uh, in this race. Number one, Elder Baron Misty. First up since the 31st of December when she went around in the uh, Vic Bread Super Series Trot Phillies final. Uh, she draws barrier one. Look, Jeff Webster's been trialling a few horses over the last uh, few weeks and they've all been going well and I, I think his team's starting to really build. I think he's a stable that we need to follow. I'm expecting her to run a nice race. And I certainly like the way Don't Touch the Juco's going as well. I think he's a genuine place chance. Look, four and two, they're my two main picks here. Four from two and I think ten, one and nine have got to be respected here. I've tipped Hordecam at the odds. Keep in mind, though, he's uh, also engaged as an emergency in race number two, of which, if there's a scratching, he'd get a run in race two. But I think he's well-placed, and particularly on an each-way basis, number two. Love Gun, very hard to beat, uh, is going to start a short price favourite. Don't touch the Duco with a Chris Lang stable. They had four runners last week, two winners, two seconds. So he must be very confident, and his horses too. So don't touch the Duco. Usually better on top of the speed, but I think he's over the odds at this early stage. And Tipsy Turvey, who the Keldos have got going so well. So within my top four, two, four, nine, and ten. Rob, race number two. Well, this is a tricky race. It's a good race. It's a stand start. It's the Colin Redwood Memorial, Victorian Square Trotters Association uh, handicap uh, final. And they're spread over some uh, marks here. Four on the front line, uh, four off the 10 metres, another four off the 20 metres, and the back marker is Easy Pickens off 30 metres. I feel like um, I've just uh, delivered you the handball, uh, the, the two hard basket here to kick off things, Rob, but that's why you paid the big bucks, mate, to have a look through a race like this. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not sure about the big bucks, but look, we'll, uh, we we enjoy uh, trying to pick the eyes out of things. There's no question about that. Uh, look, two main ones here for mine, uh, four Rohan and uh, ten Kaivali Piera. I, I feel like they're the two horses to beat. The key's going to be here, Rohan. Uh, look, he's, uh, he's an ODS horse. Uh, look, he handled uh, the stand okay last time. He, he began safely enough. And look, if he can just begin safely enough here and, and push forward, I think there's a really strong chance he can find the top. And I think the key will be the start of the race for him. And if he does do that, I think his last two runs have suggested to mine that he's bursting to win. His run at Horsham two runs ago was phenomenal uh, from the mobile, made a lot of ground from back in the field. And his run at Ballarat last start that when he was defeated by Kaivali Piero was still an excellent run. He, he got exposed in the breeze. And I just feel looking at this front row, the horses off the front, I think they'll be all pretty prepared to hand up to him. So if he begins well and he finds the top, I think he's clearly the horse to beat. If he makes a mistake... I think clearly number 10, Kaivali Piero, is the, uh, the, the main other chance in the race. He was so dominant winning at Ballarat. He won with ease. He's a very good horse. He's won six from 19, and I'm expecting Kaivali Piero to be very hard to hold out. Obviously, the difference here is got to overcome a, a bigger field. I mean, when he raced at Ballarat, there was only eight horses in it. There's a much bigger field here, so he's going to have to make a bit of extra ground up from back in the field. But I've gone four and 10, four on top from 10. 
Nine as my third pick, Claudine Gus, racing really well for Kelly Stewart Mitchell and Greg Sugar's drives. And number 13, uh, which is easy pickings uh, for Shane Hoban and Anthony Butt. He's, he's going really well, this horse. But again, 30 metres in the big field makes the job pretty hard. There are horses off the front and horses off the handicaps that are all racing really well. They're going to need a little bit of luck. Watch and, watch and act. Horses like Cork. Uh, we can go Berries and Cherries, Fling at Rainbow, Petite Love, Scooting Around. They're all going really well, but narrowing it down to the two main ones, four and ten for mine. Okay, Rob. I, I've Believe it or not, in a race that I thought was almost bordering on impossible, I've come up with the same two. Uh, four from ten. They come through the same form line. Rohan drawn the front row. Critical, isn't it? Steps away and makes good use of a front line draw in the stand. Uh, he's definitely stepped it up with Matt Horsnell got him going really well. So four uh, from 10, Kaivelli Piero. I, I wouldn't expect that he'll firm up too much more than the 270 he's at at the moment. The one that I thought was way over the odds was that's not my gate, number 11. Just the mere fact that Chris Alford drives the Brent Lilly train runner as opposed to his own horse or that trained by his wife, uh, Alison. Uh, the $23 represents really good value, particularly each way. And uh, Claudian Gus, terrific chance. So is Fling at Rainbow. There's a heap of chances here. If you take in early quad, it, it's hard to at least not in your B quad, you take the field. 4, 10, 11 and 9 in the second event. Race number 3, Rob, it's the Ben Studd Standerbred's Pace, um, which uh, uh, is a very important weekend for Ben Studd and we're going to run through some of their um, uh, yearlings that are going through the ring uh, very shortly, uh, but this is also the first leg of the Big Six and I'm pleased to see and be advised uh, about the uh, Big Six pool on Saturday night. Now, uh, the tab have uh, seeded the pool with about 20,000. With 20, they have a projected pool of about 75 grand. Now, I reckon that Big Six is a bet type, which is ideally suited to harness racing. We should have something like this more often. Whenever we, there is a pool, let it jackpot from week to week and build on its own, and it'll get to the stage of some really big amounts. And, and I think it's a bet type that I'd enjoy betting on. And with consistency and awareness, we can bet on the Big Six uh, more often. And we'll get the opportunity with a really good size pool uh, projected of about 75,000 for Saturday night. Eight race program so the first leg uh, in this case is race number three which is the Ben Studd Standard Breads pace and I'm hoping you might be able to narrow it down a bit with Polly Put Kettle on who's the $1.80 favourite. Yeah, look, she's uh, she's got to be top pick. Uh, look, her, her runs behind, uh, you know, her last, you know, virtually few runs. I mean, you go back to the 4th of February uh, behind, uh, in a ladyship cup behind Amore Vita. She was beaten five metres. And she came back to Ballarat, uh, had no luck, was a very good run behind Jillaby Willow when runner-up. It was badly, uh, you know, it was, it was closing late. It was a good field. Uh, fourth end behind Imperial's Reason, got checked, uh, hit the line well. Imperial's Reason's gone on to continue that good form. And then, of course, uh, third at Melton last up behind Shiella and Tango and Sierra, who's also continued to race well since. So, look, the form line suggests she's the horse to beat. The, the tricky part, barrier seven, and there is speed inside her. So, again... She's either going to have to come from back in the field or she's going to have to do some work here in the run. I've tipped her on top, but again, we have to be weary. And I think if we're taking a, uh, a, a big six, we need to go a little bit wide, maybe take the few top chances and then go a little bit wider. But I, I've tipped her on top. Six Blood Moon. I thought she might be the leader. I'm not sure what you thought, Dan, but I, I thought she was a chance of finding the top here from barrier six. She's very quick out. 1700 really suits her. I think she's going well enough over this short course to, to run a mighty race, and in particular if she leads, and I, I think she can find the top. 
Number eight, it's Ebony and Ivory, who's first up since uh, December. She trialled quite nicely at uh, Kilmore recently. She came from last in the, in the, in the trial and uh, hit the line really well. I think she'll be running on strongly here. I've put her in for third. And I'm, I'm not dismissing final piece number five. I think she's going really well, this mare. She's just sort of in between sometimes uh, with her gait speed. But I, I think she's going good enough that she has to be included in a wider uh, big six or early quaddy. And the horse that I still think can improve a little bit is number three, Heavenly Charm. She was terrible last start. I was so disappointed with her. But I thought her runs prior, and in particular her run before that, when uh, fifth behind Gypsy Princess was a good run. Back to 1,700 suits. Ross Payne drives. I think she's got the draw to get across the one and two, and she might position herself nice and handy. So tricky race, seven, six, eight, five, and three. I'll be taking a big six with all of those five in, and then I'll narrow it down to probably seven Polly put the kettle on and six Blood Moon. I've tipped Polly put kettle on. I think a dollar eighty is probably as short as you'd want to get because um, I, I can't see her working her way to the front here, seventeen twenty, and wouldn't want to see her without cover. It's not going to lessen her chances tremendously, but uh, she was very good as a sit sprinter, savaging the line last start. So there's more than just her as a winning chance. Um, Heavenly Charm, as you mentioned, poor last start, but was probably too far back. The race shape didn't suit. She's got gate speed. If she was the first one to the pegs, I think she's a much better peg horse. Uh, Blood Moon might be able to head her off. There's enough gate speed there, but she's the big improver, Heavenly Charm. If she can kick up, holds a forward spot, particularly on the peg line, might be your best outsider in the race. Blood Moon going really well, possibly work to the front, but she chases well from behind. And it's Ebony and Ivory will probably need the run, but she's got the class uh, aspect of the race. Seven, three, six, and eight in the third event from me. Uh, race four is the Highland Racing Colours pace. Now, Rob, this is over the 1,200 metres here. Keep in mind that all runners will start on the front line. There is an emergency there, but they'll still all start on the front line. And it makes it more intriguing when a horse that's the dollar fifty favourite is one that we've never seen over here before, a, a newcomer to the Andy Gath stable. Yeah, it's uh, really hard to uh, put a line on uh, just roll your own. And if you go back... To have a look at uh, its New Zealand races, don't uh, bother looking up Just. Just look up Roll Your Own because that's its name in New Zealand, Roll Your Own, and they've added the Just over here in Australia. Hard to put a gauge on it. Uh, what I could see of the horse, uh, he looks a really good staying type. Uh, I like the look of him, and he certainly looks like he's got plenty of bottom to him. I suppose the big question mark is how much gate speed does he have because if he doesn't find the top, uh, he's he's certainly going to be uh, doing it the tough way, but he he looks like he's a tough horse. So I, I think he's look we 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 we're, we're suspecting that he's uh, he's the horse to beat based on what we know and what we've seen in New Zealand. He comes into this race well, but uh, I think we've got to tread a little bit warily as a result of uh, not knowing what his gate speed looks like. Uh, dangers Haranya. Number eight uh, does have gate speed and also can come from back in the field. We've been seeing quite a few of these 1,200-metre races, horses sitting back in the field are, are winning the races. I, I love these races. I think they're really keenly contested and makes good entertainment. Uh, Hirania's a really nice horse. Couldn't really make any grand last start from back in the field. It was a 56-3 last half, and uh, he really struggled to make ground. But his performances before that were outstanding. Runner-up behind Courageous Saint, Halliver, fifth behind Captain Ravishing. Uh, he defeated Bide Our Time back at Shepparton. Uh, he's clearly a horse that must go in. I thought 
Number six, Jillaby Selwood can run a very good race here. Look, Marg Lee, Paddy Lee, uh, the whole Lee family, uh, Paddy Lee trains this horse. Jason takes the drive. They seem to always have their horses really primed. And we saw Code Bailey first up after a long time last time, over the 1,200 perform well. I'm really expecting Jillaby Selwood to be right in the firing line here, and I think he's a big chance. And uh, Captain Wilson, who's uh, been a bit of an enigma when it comes to Melton, but he's uh, he's never too far away. 1,200 suits. Chris Elford seems to uh, match up. Uh, he should match up pretty well with the horse, and I'm expecting him to be a definite chance. So I've gone four eight, six and nine. They'll all be in my uh, early quaddies. They'll all be in my uh, big six and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Interesting race because it's not the fastest front line. Like, they're all across the front here, but Captain Wilson's, we know, got the good gate speed. One of James Herbertson presses the button on Foolish Pleasure early. Just roll your own. Maserati's the other one, I think, that can come out okay, but nothing's what I would call a brilliant beginner. Just roll your own. A lot of back row draws, stand start races. Found a race of him where he come out of the gate okay. I wouldn't say as a fast beginner, but enough to hold his own here and press on. And in that particular race, he won it at Addington, and he beat a horse called Danamora. Now, Danamora was most impressive having its first start with Emma Stewart last night. So there's a little form line there that uh, we can relate to. And I think it's important. And Just Roll Your Own gets here. And I think he's just well-placed as far as the class is concerned. Tricky race, just the same. Um, I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in the one basket. But four, Just Roll Your Own. Eight, Harania. Six, Jillaby Selwood. Three, Miserati. Four, eight, six, and three. That's uh, race number four. Rob, sales day. The parade uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Nutrient Equine Sales, Ben Stud, as usual, have got uh, such an impressive uh, array. Their draft is just outstanding. So we need to know a bit of information. If they back a winner or two uh, from you for Melton Saturday night, it boosts up their kitty to go and buy one of these. Well, let's see if we can uh, pick one out from the uh, catalogue that might turn out to be a champion. We'll see what happens. But Ben Stud, if, it, if anyone's going to produce a champion, it'll be Ben Stud. Uh, they've got 14 yearlings uh, for sale, uh, some that uh, they uh, got for sale uh, from their uh, own ownership and others that uh, they represent clients of theirs. And they've got some uh, wonderful clients that produce great horses as well. Look, trying to pick the eyes out of it. Look, the, the one that I think that's going to bring the, 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 the greatest attention is going to be lot 529, which is a cult by Captain Treacherous out of uh, the great mayor, Bamako Marley, who uh, she was a, a, a filly and a mare that went on and won 259,000. She's already left a pretty nice horse that's running around at the moment uh, in Sandiata. Uh, certainly uh, this cult. By Captain Treacherous, he's been the sire of uh, some pretty great horses, hasn't he? Uh, Catch a Wave, uh, Tough Tilly in Cypher, just to mention a few. I think he's going to bring uh, a, a, a good sale for uh, for the Ben Stud crew. Lot 529 is caught by Captain Treacherous out of Bamako Marley. It's a great family. Others that uh, really uh, you know, take the eye, uh, they, they've got one, Lot 512, which is also a cult by Better's Delight out of Annalise. Comes from a uh, pretty pretty strong family bloodline, maternal line, Lot 512. Part of that uh, bloodline is up to Triumph and Petalante that we all know. Follow the stars out of that family as well, first responder. It's a really, really strong maternal line. And I think Lot 512 will certainly bring some great attention. They've also got one, uh, lot 511, which uh, is a lot prior, 
Uh, hit this horse here's a cult by Better's Delight out of Angel of Arts. Again, another very good family line here. Rockstar Angel, Beach Shack, just to mention a few. We go further back to the third dam of Pleasant Franco, who left, of course, uh, you know, Christian Cullen, Kate's first. So lot 511. So they're three really important lots. 529, 512, 511. Uh, a three that I'd certainly be taking great interest. Um, obviously, the Ben Stud and the Cameron family, they've got a couple of cults by American Ideal out of Starburst Girl and the Good Times, which looks an art major cult by the Good Times, looks uh, very strong bloodlines there. They've also got a Trotter, lot 444 by Volstead out of Stealth, so that will be certainly bringing some interest from uh, the trotting brigade uh, of people that are out there looking for a horse. And they also have one uh, with Danny Savanartsos, uh, a lot 482A, which is a cult by Art Major at a Wardan Bad Girl. So, again, they're just to mention uh, a few of their horses that they've got for sale. They've got a cult by uh, the Storm Inside, uh, which is a locally, that's a Vic Bread Pure Bread. Uh, Bred horse, which will certainly be, uh, you know, after great, great interest as well. And they've got a couple of fillies as well by Captain Treacherous out of Wicked Nights and Some Beach Somewhere out of Miss Hartley. Again, if you're looking for, for those breeders out there that are really trying to uh, improve their bloodlines uh, for later on, uh, there are a couple of nice fillies there that you'd certainly be having a look at, just to mention a few. And they've got other cults by Art Major out of She Envy, Art Major out of Zoe Zoe, and uh, further out, uh, another cult by Better's Delighter out of Artie Chick. One thing about Benstar, they sell all their cults, and they also uh, give people the opportunity to uh, to get into the Philly line, and they've got a lovely Philly by Sweet Lou out of Menage, which is lot 649, that also will bring some great interest. So 14 great lots there. Uh, they're all going to be super well presented, and I'm sure if you're heading to the sales, I think uh, one family uh, bloodline that you have to look at uh, is anything that's produced by Ben Studd. Indeed. Great weekend ahead. Rob, we're halfway through our Saturday night harness preview. Thanks to Ben Studd Standard Reds, we're up to race number five, which is the first leg of the quaddy at Melton. And uh, we have Magnetic Terror, the favourite, $1.80 uh, at this stage as we're looking at the markets uh, on the strength of a wonderful Australian debut win. Very hard to go past him. Uh, he was just super impressive, wasn't he? He was three wide. He worked forward, sat outside the leader. Uh, that was his first Australian run. It was a 156.6 mile rate. He's probably going to be pressing forward again here. And I think he, he should be really hard to beat. He just looked a really nice, uh, tough horse by Terra de Love. I've tipped him on top. I thought number three, 19th man, could run well here. He was very good at Charlton. He burnt out of the gate, found the lead, handed up. This is a much stronger field. I mean, he's stepping right up. I think he positions himself well to be in the box seat and certainly gives himself every chance uh, from there. Look, number 13 is clearly, I think, I think a really exciting horse, which is ever hoping. He's really taking it all before him, and he's just getting better and better. Obviously, the barrier draw is going to make it really tough. So he's going to have to do some really hard work here to be winning this race. And in particular, if Majestic Force finds the top, you know that uh, Magnetic Terror, sorry, if Magnetic Terror finds the top, Ever hoping is going to have to run some serious times to be able to run him down. But again, I think the quality of the horse is that he's really smart and it wouldn't shock me if he did win the race. And I thought two got a smudge is going to have a soft trip, might be a little place chance. But look, seven, seven, three, thirteen. I think seven and 13 are the two best horses in the race. I think three maps well to get a soft trip and two's got a first four chance. So I've gone seven, three, 13 and two. 
Yeah, almost identical to you. Seven three thirteen for all the the reasons you said, and I've thrown in Mirakuru. I thought his run last that was terrific, and notice he's at twenty six dollars at this stage, so uh, he might be the value runner. Seven three thirteen and eleven. Race number six is the IRT Australia Pace, and Outlaw Man's a short price favourite here, Rob, a dollar sixty five in a field of seven. Yeah, look on face value, he looks the horse to beat. He, he over seventeen hundred. He, he should be leading, and uh, from that point, uh, I expect him to be really hard to beat. He was run down by Better Eclipse uh, at his last run. That was in the Melton Plate. Seventeen twenty suits Barry one suits, and again from the draw, he looks really hard to beat. Other chances in the race look six code Bailey. I thought his run was outstanding. Uh, first up after what uh, nearly two years or nearly almost uh, two years. Uh, when he was set fourth behind AG's White Sox, he did a power of work and I thought he bowled on well. He can only be improved by that run. Unfortunately, he's probably going to have to do it the tough way again here. I think the big improve will be number three, Lark Captain. I like him back to the uh, 1700. I like him back uh, second up here. I think he's got some genuine gate speed. Chance he could open up that spot behind the leader, which is Outlaw Man. Montana Storm gets out okay. I mean, he'll obviously be trying to drop on the back of Outlaw Man, but if they try to open up Outlaw Man in that first few hundred metres, a gap might appear for La Captain, and if he was able to drop in on the pegs there, he comes into it as uh, an improver in this race, and for Cosimo, who's never far away. So I've gone one, six, three, and four. And my selections, I've actually stuck with... Uh... Uh, Code Bailey here. I just think the 652.60 a place is value. I, I liked his run first up and know a lot of water's gone under the bridge, but uh, he's the class in my eyes. Outlaw man, the hardest to beat. Clearly, if he lobs in front without any challenges, it might be a walk in the park. Um, so six on top of one, two and three. Montana Storm and Lark Captain. Lark Captain, the interesting runner, if it comes out of the gate, because uh, I think it might be a quicker beginner than Outlaw man, but whether it's a length and a half quicker, that part I'm not sure. So the first 200 is uh, most important, 6123. Rob, race seven is the uh, Cogs uh, Services, and uh, this is an intriguing race with District Attorney set to start a short price favourite. <laughs> it's almost a repeat of last time, isn't it? Distri- District Attorney's drawn one and five pull the other leg. I was uh, upbeat about pull the other leg, thinking he'd find the lead last start, and District Attorney would sit on his back, and uh, unfortunately went to war and here we've got nearly a repeat performance. Uh, What happens here uh, is uh, really going to be tactically and interesting to see. Chris Alford drives pull the other leg, which is certainly, I think, something of note. I think he is a horse that probably will prefer someone maybe a bit more physical than Kate because he's such a, uh, a ferocious horse and wants to get on the bit and wants to charge. Now, if he found the lead, I've no doubt he'll run a mighty race. If he doesn't lead, it'll be a little bit similar to last start. But look, I've tipped one district attorney. I think, you know, whichever way you look at it, you, you feel like the district attorney, if he sits behind the leader, or he likes to, to go out on his own again. He strips fitter. He's the horse to beat. There's no doubt. I've put a question mark with five pull the other leg. Forget about his last start. Forget about his prior form. What I can tell you, what I saw of him at the trials prior... When he did lead, he just kept running and he was running some serious time. So his key is if he finds a top. Now, if he doesn't, then we look at other horses. Six Cobber, first up since the 31st of December when seventh behind Catch a Wave. Trolled really, really impressively uh, on Monday night at Melton. Uh, he's ready to go. He'll run a really good race. Don't leave him out. If they go to war up front, uh, he comes right into this race, Cobber. Uh, outside of those, uh, look, eight Finn Frost, 
two uh, sand day. They're probably horses. One of them might get on the back of district attorney. It'll either be the two or the eight. And whichever way it goes, whoever gets there first probably has to be respected. But, look, I think the best horse is probably the one and the six. I think they're the best horses in the race. I think the five, if he found the front, can run a cheeky race. The eight and two are little swoopers' hopes. I like Finn Frost, number eight, getting the right run over one district attorney, five, pull the other leg, and six, uh, Cobber, eight, one, five, and six. Rob, we've only got a couple of minutes left here, so the last, only the field of five, Mufasa Metro, unfortunately, is out. Uh, I'm tipping four, two, five, three, Elevera and Zeus, ultimate stride, credit master, nephew of Sunoco. I'm going for an upset. I'm tipping two ultimate stride to cause one of the upsets of uh, the night. Uh, I well, love it won't be I that s- longer odds. He's been well-backed already. I uh, saw his trial on Monday night. It was very impressive. Uh, I think he'll lead, and I think if Aldebaran Zeus is going to beat him, he's going to have to do it the tough way. So I'll go two on top, Chris Lang, ahead of four Aldebaran Zeus. I think Aldebaran Zeus is uh, a very, very good horse, and I think he can win, obviously, but I think ultimate stride is going to make it a real race here. One bullion Harry and five which is Credit Master. Yeah, stable in form, Chris Lang stable. Uh, ultimate stride now at 2.40, Alderborough and Zeus 160. Rob, your best bets thanks to Ben Stud Standardbreds. Yeah, look, best bets uh, for the card. Oh, look, there's a few short ones. Uh, look, I'd, I'd rather stick with some value here. I'm going to go uh, race two, number four, Rohan, and I'll go race eight, number two, ultimate stride. I think they're value chances, and I think they'll both run really well. Race two, number four, and race eight, number two. My best, race five, number seven, Magnetic Terror. can see him working his way to the front. And each way, race seven, number eight, which is Finn Frost, already with a bit of support for it. Race uh, seven, horse eight, Finn Frost, my each way special for the night, Rob. Big weekend of racing, but particularly with the yearling sales. And thanks to Ben Stud Standardbreds with some magnificent horses going uh, under the hammer on Saturday and Sunday at the Oakland's venue uh, for Nutri and Equine Sales Company. And the parade is on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we wish him well uh, over the weekend. And a big thank you to Ben Stud and uh, good luck to everyone uh, at the sales purchasing horses from the Nutrient Sales this weekend. Have a great weekend.